you so much for dropping by to watch Getting Real Estate in Vegas. I am Bridget Magnus and you are watching the Vegas Video Network. Not only can you watch my show here, you can watch all of our terrific programming both here and on iTunes. Now if you've got a question, a problem, a suggestion, whatever for us, go ahead and drop us an email. That's gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. We've got a terrific show today. We're going to talk about investing in Las Vegas and we're going to talk about foreclosure related scams. But first, it's time for the Friday Figures. All right, I have some good news on inventory today. Our uh, available units did drop below 16,000. We are now at 15,895. We do have four. Uh, Excuse me, I wanted meant to tell you that 82% of those are houses with a median price of 136,000 roughly. That is down, unfortunately. 18% are condominiums with a median price of 65.5, also down. 3,063 of our available units are foreclosures. The median price on those, 105,000. This is what's pushing all the median prices down right here is the uh, foreclosures. Short sales, we've got 7,818 of them with a median price of 115. That is unchanged. We also have almost 5,000 non-distressed properties available with a median price of 175,000. Now in the last 30 days, we have closed um, 3,199 units. That is a little light, but nothing to be worried about. Median sales price is continuing to slide based on condominium prices. That is 113,000. The median list price, 115,000. We also have 11,811 short, um, contingent and pen pending units available. Unfortunately, that is partly due to a jump in the number of contingent uh, in excuse me contingent short sales. So, so that is where that's coming from. It's something I'm going to have to keep an eye on going forward. We do also have 4,027 rentals available with a median price of 10, uh, 10 excuse me, 1,095, and we have 2,168 new leases with a median price of 1,100. Now, all of this data is from the Greater Las, Ver Las Vegas Area Realtors MLS system. It has been taken today. We do have a little bit of news for you today. This is not good news. We've got interest rates that have jumped above 5%, 5.05%. That is a 10-month high. I can't honestly say that I am surprised that interest rates are now over 5%. It was extraordinarily low for 10 months. It's just kind of normalizing now. Something we are going to be watching going forward, by the end of the year, we are expecting the government to have some means to phase out Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. For those who are not aware, those are the two entities that are most active in buying up mortgages from the bank that originated your mortgage so that they have money to originate new mortgages to other people. This is widely meant to mean that interest rates are going to have to go up, qualifications are going to have to go up, and minimum down payment is probably going to go up to something like 10%. This will lower the pool of the people who can buy a home, which will probably have an impact on prices driving them down. 
We also have some good news for our economy. We did have 3.7% more visitors in 2010 than 2009. This is good news for our economy because all of those people are coming here and spending money, and that means they are in the long run creating jobs for people in Las Vegas. Oh, one little follow-up, the Hard Rock did manage to avoid foreclosure. Just wanted to sneak that one in for you. That's all I do have to say about the Friday figures. So let's get on to the main topic, investing in rental properties in Las Vegas. Now, nope, sorry, not quite. Um, <laughs> when I became a new realtor, one of the things that was recommended to me as a retirement plan was to go ahead, buy five rent houses over the coming years, you know, get the best deal you can, Use the rent to pay off the mortgage and the expenses. By the time I'm ready to retire, those will be paid off or just darn near ready to be paid off. I can either continue to take the rent and use that for my own living expenses or I can sell the houses at a profit. Now the math still mostly works for that idea. So let's talk about what it's going to take to invest in rental property here. First off, you need to expect to put 20% down. That's just kind of the way things are right now. But in as much as the mortgage on $125,000 at 5.5%, which is almost a half percent greater than where they're sitting now, is about $710. Sure, throw in, let's say, 200 a month for your taxes and your HOA payment, and that is still a lot lower than the median rent right now, which we mentioned a couple minutes ago was $1,100. So the math still works as far as rental property in Las Vegas. But let's talk about some other issues. The first decision you're probably going to want to make is, should I get a condo or a single family residence? Well, first off, let's talk about condos. Assume that you're going to have to be cash only, that if the purchase price is 75,000, you're not going to buy it without $75,000 in cash. Um, you will get lower rent on a condominium, but because it is paid off, the cash flow will be very easy. Um, you will be competing with apartment complexes. That is a downside. You will have higher HOA fees, but lower maintenance costs. You'll never have to paint the exterior because that is the association's problem. Now, by contrast, a single-family residence can be financed it is likely to be bigger. It is likely to attract more occupants. Um, there, there are very few four-bedroom condominiums, for example, but four-bedroom houses are fairly common. Um, you will have higher maintenance costs, and it will be easier to sell later. So that is a consideration. You may also have the opportunity to sell it to a person you've already rented to, which would, of course, be a great boon. They already know a lot of things about the place. Easy transaction to handle. Um, one thing that you should pay extra attention to if you're considering a single-family residence is pay more attention to the schools because you are more likely to end up with renters who are more interested in what the schools are like. Either way, you must, must, must read the HOA rules very carefully before closing. We do have a number of homeowners associations that have restrictions on rentals in their community, so please read them first, don't get burned. Now let's get on with the legal stuff. The law pertaining to all of these rental properties is Nevada Revised Statutes 118. NRS 118, you can Google it up, it'll probably be the very first link. 
If you are local, you are going to need a state business license and a local business license. If you are out of town, state law requires what is called a local responsible party. In real life, what this means is you will need a professional property manager. Professional property managers are licensed real estate professionals like myself who have taken extra coursework, have passed an extra test with the state, and are licensed as property managers. Um, the last time I priced out what a property manager would cost, it was 10% of the rent with a minimum of $100 a month. That is an expense that you need to take into account when you're doing the math. One more thing that I want to talk about is the lease terms. Most of our lease terms locally are one year. Most owners don't like having to do all of the uh, make ready work every six months. I realize that short term rentals in Las Vegas seem like a no brainer. But before you think, hey, you know, I'll just buy a place off the strip and rent it out to people who are visiting and okay, maybe I'll have 10 renters a year. Think carefully about this because um, Las Vegas does have additional regulations on those short term rentals. In fact, every short-term lease has to have an application approved by the city. There are additional regulations. There, it is kind of a mess. And to be honest, at least twice in the last three years, the city of Las Vegas has tried to um, basically um, curtail short-term rentals altogether. We are having a mayoral election in a few months here. So the new mayor may or may not be behind greater regulations of those short-term rentals. And that does bring us to our next topic. Let's have some real advice. Today's real advice is about foreclosure-related scams. Most of the information that I am going to be presenting to you in the last few minutes is from a very smart man named Carl Denninger who wrote a brilliant post. You can find the complete text in the full version of Friday Figures. I'll be real honest. Foreclosure is a terrible thing. Most people want to avoid it. And as a result, there are a lot of scamsters that want to help you by putting money in their own pockets. The first thing that you need to, to look at is, of course, the company itself. Do they have a, a domain name on the internet? Does that domain name come back to a good business address as opposed to a P.O. box? If you look up Amazon.com in the uh, domain registry service, you're going to find a physical address, I think, in Seattle someplace. You're not going to find a P.O. box. Also, go ahead, pick up the phone, call them. They should answer with a business name, not hello. <laughs> this is a good sign that this is not a professional business. Professionals answer the phone with their business name in most cases. Um, also, take a look at the email address they give you. Is it jsmith at companyname.com or is it jsmith at hotmail.com? Pay good attention to this because if they are actually running a business, they want all of their business email coming to a business email address. This is partly for business purpose and partly for tax purposes, to be brutally honest. Also, be very, very careful if they want your money up front. 
that's a big red flag is what are you getting for that money? Um, also, if they claim that they can get you involved in a class action suit, but they need money, this is a big flashing red flag with a big red light on top. Uh, at this point, I'd just like to insert that if you are in this sort of circumstance, it is a good idea to go ahead and put in a call to a local lawyer who works with foreclosures and loan modifications and just ask them what they think. Most of the time, you will get a free or extremely low-cost consultation at no risk to yourself. And frankly, I think it is, it is worthwhile to go ahead and talk to them. Um, also, if they're claiming that they can do something for you quickly, when was the last time you ever heard of a bank doing anything quickly? <laughs> let's just be real about this. Um, also, let's see, the last thing I want to say about this is that if they're going to assist you with HAMP, be very, very careful. They want money to assist you with a program that you should be able to get involved with in yourself. Now, don't get me wrong, I know that it is a pain in the butt to deal with HAMP. I know that there are all kinds of obstacles and the bank is doing everything possible to stand in your way. But unless the person you are trusting to help you out with HAMP is a licensed attorney who is registered with your state bar, I would be extremely skeptical about that. Well, that does finish what I wanted to talk about today. I am so glad that you could join us for Getting Real Estate in Vegas. Please be sure to join us next Friday where we're going to do it all again and talk about the latest figures. If you've got a question or problem in the meantime, please be sure to give us a call, a, an email rather, at gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. If you have a more personal real estate issue that I can help you with or want to see the complete version of the Friday Figures, please be sure to look at me up at bridgetmagnus.com. Thank you and have an awesome weekend.